Hello, and welcome to the Pouring My Art Out podcast, where we discuss art and creativity and uh, other stuff. This is episode 60, and I am Arthur. I have noticed that I have been getting occasionally sidetracked from a serious look into how the human mind works in relation to art and creativity. This is why I decided to name this episode Back to Basics. We are returning to our roots as a serious and educational podcast without all the distracting interruptions. What the heck? There seem to be two aliens transporting into my studio, which also happens to be my bedroom. Hey, you can't just... Silence, human named Arthur. I am senior detective Flemsnot Bugar of the Intergalactic Union Police Force. This is my partner, junior detective Narwala Absafugar Bunsnap Walla Walla Binksnort. You will tell us the location of Flebnar of the planet Flumoxie. How should I know where he is? I've never even met the guy. Our monitoring of your planet's audio broadcast indicate that you are working with the suspect to aid him in his nefarious goals. Audio broadcasts? Oh. You mean the podcast? Hey, I didn't invite him on. He uses some kind of alien technology to hack into my recording sessions. Aiding a criminal is against intergalactic law. What is he wanted for exactly? He is in violation of section Florb part Zorb of the intergalactic treaty that limits the probing of sentient species to an acceptable level. Yeah, that guy is a little probe crazy. Wait, acceptable levels? What's the cutoff point exactly? We will ask the questions here, human. Fine, fine, but if he is here breaking the law, then good luck to you. Take him away. Good riddance. As far as I'm concerned, one human being being probed is more than enough. That does not matter. Earth is not a sanitary of the Intergalactic Treaty or a member of the Intergalactic Union. No one cares if all of you get probed. Now, where is the criminal Flebnar? Well, last I heard, he said he was going to Uranus. Do you think this is funny, human? Is this a joke to you? No, no, I mean, I mean, the, the planet called... You better come with us, human.
Does anybody know a good intergalactic lawyer? In the meantime, we might as well get on with this episode. Let's take a deeper look at what creativity is and how it works. So what is creativity? According to the Oxford Dictionary, creativity is a noun is the use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. It is similar to inventiveness, imagination, and innovation. Creativity is also defined as the tendency to generate or recognize ideas, alternatives, or possibilities that may be useful in solving problems, communicating with others, and entertaining ourselves and others. In order to be creative, you need to be able to view things in new ways or from a different perspective. Creativity is an act, idea, or product that changes the existing domain or that transforms an existing domain into a new one. Creative people express unusual thoughts and interesting and stimulating ideas, the sort of people who appear to be unusually bright, people who experience the world in novel and original ways. These are personally creative individuals whose perceptions are fresh whose judgments are insightful, and who may make important discoveries that only they know about. All who study creativity agree that for something to be creative, it is not enough for it to be novel. It must have value or be appropriate to the cognitive demands of the situation. Well, yeah, obviously. This is all from a study from California State University, Northridge. There are also some random quotes from Human Motivation, 3rd edition, by Robert E. Franken. Creativity Beyond the Myth of Genius, by Robert W. Weisberg. And Creativity, Flow, and the Psychology of Discovery and Invention, by pioneer creativity researcher Mahaley Sinemahaley, or something like that. Creative individuals have a great deal of energy but they are also often quiet and at rest. Creative individuals tend to be smart, yet also naive at the same time. Creative individuals have a combination of playfulness and discipline, or responsibility and irresponsibility. Creative individuals alternate between imagination and fantasy at one end and a rooted sense of reality at the other. Creative people seem to harbor opposite tendencies on the continuum between extroversion and introversion. Creative individuals are also remarkably humble and proud at the same time. Creative individuals, to a certain extent, escape rigid gender roles, stereotyping, and have a tendency towards androgyny. Hey, wait a minute. Generally, creative people are thought to be rebellious and independent. Most creative persons are very passionate about their work, yet they can be extremely objective about it as well. The openness and sensitivity of creative individuals often exposes them to suffering, pain, and also a great deal of enjoyment. Well, there you go. I guess. That is some of what a bunch of psychologists, professors, and scientists have to say about creativity. Hey, I'm a high school dropout with a GED. But I have also been scientifically evaluated as being almost freakishly art side of the brain. So despite my lack of accreditation, I feel that I might speak on this subject anyway. And let's not forget my previously stated belief that people with PhDs and fancy diplomas and 
highfalutin job titles have to justify the results and expense of their research and therefore tend to make things way more complicated than they really need to be. I don't have to justify anything. But I do admit that there are a lot of things in those fancy theories that might explain some aspects of my life. Defining creativity is all well and good, but where does it come from? What part of the brain uh, creates creativity? And do all the different kinds of creativity come from the same place? In short, is creativity just a random combination of synaptic connections, or what I call brain wiring, combined with certain mixes of the natural chemicals that occur in the human brain? Is it just a trait, like blue eyes or male pattern baldness? I know that some types of creativity, particularly musical creativity, can run through generations in one family. But what about painting or carving or sculpting? Does each kind of creativity require a certain combination of brain wiring and chemistry? Music is very structured, much in the same way as mathematics, and involves lots of patterns. Other kinds of art seem much more random. Some painters like painting things, people, scenery, whatever, but others just let the art flow out of themselves. And where does this all leave me with my endless and ever-expanding forms of creativity and my all-art side of the brainedness, each heading on to more artistic avenues? It is all very confusing. And, as usual, I seem to have more questions than answers. Maybe we should use the magic of the interwebs to look for... Hold on, I have another visitor. I am Orban Sudi, intergalactic human process server. Here are subpoenas, ordering you to appear in the High Court at the Intergalactic Union Council Headquarters on Simulon 3 in exactly five boom snaps. But how am I supposed to get there? And how long is a boom snap exactly? Not my problem. You have been served. Great. Where was I? Oh, right. Researching creativity. Well, I do that. Why don't you listen to this commercial? Vatican City in Rome, the Vatican Direct Marketing Souvenir and Holy Relic Shipping Office will send these popular items directly to you using the Postal Service or UPS depending on how fast you want to receive your order. You can get Pope Popcorn, Pope Pizza, Popsicles, and everyone's favorite soft drink, Popa-Cola. There are Pope pencils and Pope playing cards and Pope postcards. You can get pictures of the Pope as he prays and other Pope posters as well. And now, as a special offer, you can order these classic and timeless musical collections, The Pope Goes Pop and The Pope Goes Punk, on vinyl or CDs. 
Visit the website today at vdmshrso.com and order your positively perfect Pope paraphernalia today. Not available in Salt Lake City, Utah or Las Vegas, Nevada. All proceeds go towards buying marble polish for the Vatican upkeep program. Gold-plated items are not plated with real gold. Holy relics is a trademark and is not meant to imply that any of these items are actually either holy or relics. Please specify sizes for all clothing items featuring the Pope's image. Use of the Pope's image by anyone or any business or entity other than the VDMSHRSO is punishable by fines and or imprisonment and also by excommunication if you are a practicing Catholic. On an historical note, I came up with this uh, basic idea outside the actual Vatican in Rome. My brother and I went to see the Vatican, oh, back in the early 80s. To get there, we wandered through a maze of shops selling the gaudiest products imaginable. There were little plastic statues of the Pope or Jesus on the cross covered with gold paint. There were literally Pope postcards and Pope posters, including 3D ones taken from a low angle that were pretty freaky. This was an earlier Pope, obviously. Then, we couldn't even get into the Vatican because I was wearing shorts, and that was a no-no back then. Feeling disgruntled, I began to make up a list of Pope products in a stream of consciousness as we sat on the front steps of the Vatican figuring out what to do next. It's okay, we went and saw the Colosseum and the the Pantheon, and a bunch of other cool stuff. Spanish steps are awesome. Also, I vowed at that moment that if the Pope ever came to my house for dinner, he would have to wear shorts or I wouldn't let him in. And no, we weren't Catholics, so I realized that the odds of him coming were pretty slim. Okay, well, I found a very interesting article in Psychology Today on my phone. Let me just quote some of the important parts. Creativity encompasses the ability to discover new and original ideas, connections, and solutions to problems. It is a part of our drive as humans, fostering resilience, sparking joy, and providing opportunities for self-actualization. An act of creativity can be grand and inspiring, such as crafting a beautiful painting or designing an innovative company but an idea need not be world-changing to count as creative. Life requires daily acts of ingenuity and novel workarounds. Almost everyone possesses some amount of creativity. Well, I know that's a lot like some of the other stuff we went over, but there's more stuff to come, so just bear with me. Sources of Creativity There are many pieces to the puzzle of creativity including a balance between controlled, deliberate thought and spontaneous play and imagination. Personality plays a role as well as biology and life experience. Everyone possesses some measure of creativity even if they don't realize it. Life is full of small moments that require new ideas or a surprising solution. Wait, didn't they already say that? Why are some people more creative than others? 
Creative people embody complexity. They have combination of thoughts and actions that are segregated in others. Neuroscience research seems to support this idea that creative people may better engage the three brain systems, the executive control networks that collectively produce creative thought. Which personality traits are linked to creativity? The trait of openness to experience correlates with creativity, encompassing a perceptivity to new ideas and experiences. People who are low in openness prefer routines and familiarity, while those who are high in openness revel in novelty. Whether that is meeting new people, processing different emotions, or traveling to exotic destinations. Accumulating these experiences and perspectives can help the brain forge creative new connections. Other characteristics that are linked to creativity include curiosity, positivity, energy, persistence, and intrinsic motivation. Anyway, a lot of that sounds like me, and a lot of that sounds nothing like me. But you know, this is science talking about art, so we must take it with a grain of salt. It goes on to say that innovation is not some divine gift. It is actually the skilled application of knowledge in new and exciting ways. And creativity can be acquired and honed at any age or experience level. You should allow your unconscious mind to process data in novel and surprising ways. This often lays the groundwork for creative insight and breakthroughs. Yeah, I want to say that they really haven't figured out much about creativity. I think that they have mapped the parts of the brain that activate once a person is being creative. And I do agree that to some degree you can indeed teach yourself to be more creative. But you sort of have to want to do that, and people who tend not to be creative don't care that they're not creative. They don't feel they're missing anything. But then again, who am I to disagree with science? Well, the best part of that Psychology Today article is the part that starts off, Are highly creative people more likely to have mental illness? Psychotic spectrum disorders, including bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, are disproportionately diagnosed in highly creative individuals. They've been most often measured in artists, musicians, and writers, or in their first-degree relatives. It goes on to say that disconnection can be compounded by the degree of giftedness at play. Wait, what? I don't really even want to read the part where it says... Why do genius and mental illness often overlap? Or the part that asks, Is there a genetic link between creativity and mental illness? Could there be an evolutionary trade-off between psychiatric illness and creativity? And then something about dark creativity. It seems that some people use their creativity in pursuit of antisocial ends, which is sometimes termed dark creativity or malevolent creativity. Well, I guess that's true, without going any further into it, if you're some kind of criminal or scam artist or just a sociopath and you take advantage of people, all of that requires some kind of creativity. So there you go. Creativity is both good and bad. So there you have it. All in the first article I opened. The Psychology and inherent mental instability of being creative. As a last nod to going back to basics, let's check in with our caveman, cave painting friend. 
Assuming that cave painting came after the invention of language, I would say that really creativity is what makes us human. Sure, animals have creativity of sorts, but ours lifted us out of the animal world and into something else, from the Stone Age to the Space Age. I like the part of the article that says creativity is needed for day-to-day living. Creating language needed creativity. Language fueled that creativity. Telling stories was one of the first kinds of art. And hey, I just figured something out about art. Creativity is needed just to survive, but art isn't. Art isn't necessary. Art isn't vital or crucial. It just is. Creativity, as it applies to art, is just the human mind soaring out beyond the boundaries of the real, the necessary. Maybe that is why we need art, because without it, we are just surviving, not living. Wow, I feel like I made a real breakthrough there. I could almost feel the universe opening up to my... Arthur, you have to help me. Can I come and live in your closet? I don't take up much room. No, Flebnar, you brought this upon yourself. Leave me out of it. You have not heard the last of me, Arthur. Well, I hope that isn't true. Okay, let's wrap this... Hey, 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 Arthur, it's Jimmy. Hey, my friend. How come you didn't mention the crack squirrels living in your head when you were talking about creativity? Because science still thinks you are more imaginary than real. I'm sure they are studying you to determine one way or the other. Hey, Arthur, I need to tell you something. Yes? I, uh, went and visited Flebnar's clinic. You know, because better safe than sorry. Oh, Jimmy... I thought the probes would come in different sizes. Oh, uh... Yeah, picture if you bent over to tie your shoes in a torpedo. Please stop. I still can't sit down. Jimmy, I don't... This is Admiral Commander Floops Yabadoo of the Combined Intergalactic Union Space Fleet. Your planet is... Surrounded. Surrender the human named Arthur, or we will commence bombardment and assault landings. You have exactly three floor zaps. Okay, I guess that's it for this episode. I hope you learned something, and I hope to see you again soon, provided that we all survive whatever is coming. Oh. I would like to thank my younger daughter, Molly, who was here visiting us for the 4th of July to break from her nursing school, and uh, she did all four alien voices, everybody except Flepnar, with just a little bit of weird digital help from me to alter them some. I will play you out with the uh, full version of that alien song that I got from uh, a royalty-free download, and I didn't even do it. So feel free not to listen to it. (laughs) All right. Bye, people. Bye, people.